This podcast is made possible through Echoic, a media company dedicated to building your podcast. Whether you are a business looking to expand your marketing presence or a creative wanting a new outlet for your voice, Echoic is here to help. Visit echoicmedia.com to start your next podcast. Now, on to the show. Welcome, Welcome. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to the five song mixtape where we discuss a new mix each and every episode. My name is Michael. Minyasuvut <laughs> Devin. And hi, Marge. Nice. Do you feel awkward going after him every day? Yeah, because I'm half caught off guard and then it's just like, eh, no clue what he said. I'm starting with accents next week. Ooh. <laughs> okay. For a second, I thought you said, I'm half cocked. Like, All right. <laughs> Say the words, I'm half cocked, ready to rock. See, that way I'm in the middle, so it can, it can go more or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> half chubbed. Half chubbed. Um, yeah, this is uh, Devin's second go-round, fourth episode, so this is uh, Devin's second mix. Yeah. Um, if I remember right, generally your first mix was okay. I mean, I think I got pretty good scores <laughs> on it. Um, the title was pretty solid. Uh, yeah. I think he did a better job with the title of this mixtape than the first one. Um, I don't know. I like week one. <laughs> week one was nice. It was, week one was nice. I had to put a lot of thought into that one, though. And this one just kind of was like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce the name. So Yeah. This week is called. So you're going to cry, pussy? And um, you spelt it, you gonna yeah. cry. I was thinking about saying you gonna cry, but that's Ooh. too Southern. So. Yeah. You gonna cry, pussy? <laughs> now, when you made the mix title, mm-hmm. was it in an aggro way? Like, were you like, you gonna cry, pussy? Mm-hmm. Or was it like, you gonna cry, pussy? It was more like me talking to myself, <laughs> listening aggro? to these songs. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> four songs in. Cry, Pussy. <laughs> Tears coming down. <laughs> so your aggro self was crying. Yeah, staring myself in the mirror. <laughs> just be like, you're going to cry? <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> Don't cry. You could cry. <laughs> yeah. As he's hitting the mirror, be like, yeah. <laughs> um, Do you want to explain kind of the theme of the mix? I mean, it's kind of implied in the title a little <laughs> a little yeah i mean it could go another way i guess but uh, but yeah it was um mostly just songs that weren't traditionally sad but songs that stood out to me as being sad mm. mostly lyrically because a lot of them are a little bit more uplifting on the music side but lyrics uh really like a lot of them tell a, a good story um, and I just kind of wanted to make a collection of se- semi-sad songs with kind of different themes in it. You know, mm. like you got sad songs about love and sad songs about depression and sad songs about losing a friend. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a variety of uh, different themes in there. Mm. So not really sticking to one theme, but kind of showing the range that a sad song can be. 
Right. You know. I honestly cried 17 and a half times. That's good. Mm-hmm. I don't That's believe you. <laughs> 17 and a half more than I cried. <laughs> I cried. Uh, what is the reason for the order? Do you have any rhyme or did you, what's your mythology about putting these together? I wanted to start with something that was a little bit more uplifting to kind of get you into it. I felt like if it was, I felt like if it was one of the slower ones, it wouldn't catch anybody's attention Mm. and wouldn't want to make you listen any further. Mm -hmm. But I was taking a chance on the first one. (laughs) <laughs> because it is, uh, it's not like outwardly sad. Yeah. But it is for me in a different way. Personally sad. Yeah. Oh, not even personally, but just knowing more about the guy in the song. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which we can get into. Um, yeah. I would say for me, this mix, if I could put an emotion to it, it's melancholy. Mm-hmm. It's like in the middle of emotion yeah (laughs) yeah it's because you have your like music like you have music that makes you feel sad yeah just the music itself yeah and there's really only one song on here that is musically sad for me Mm -hmm. you know like all the other ones were felt like in a like a major key like not really too tragic except for the lyrics right yeah yeah RJ, any thoughts as we before we go into our first song here? Long story short, I love this mixtape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just ahead of everyone. I like the sad stuff. I heard it, I saw it, and I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How did you feel about listening to a sad mixtape? And well, I would say but that you, this is a melancholy, melancholy. Yeah. so it is not a sad. So, mixtape. how did that affect? It affected the title. Okay, <laughs> there was no right. crying, All right. All right. none. All right. I'm gonna make you cry by the end. All right, so the first song here, uh, we've got "The Modern Leper" by the Fratten, Frightened Rabbit off of the Midnight Organ Fight. Yeah. Lots of these there. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Frightened Rabbit were a Scottish... Wait, no, it's just Frightened Rabbit. That's oh, no sorry. The, no, the, yeah. sorry. That's where they left the thought out. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Frightened Rabbit were a Scottish indie rock band from Selkirk, formed in 2003, initially a solo project for vocalist and guitarist Scott Hutchinson. Um, Scott Hutchinson uh, died in yeah. May 2018 after yeah. going missing. Yeah. Uh, in December 2018, the remaining members of the band played together for the first time since Hutchinson's death at a charity gig in Glasgow. Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. Do you know, is there any more information as to what happened to him? He committed suicide, um, but I don't know how. But the the whole like breadth of his work is like going back and listening to it after the fact like finding out that he committed suicide and seeing how many people were influenced by him and good friends with him mm-hmm. and then them posting their stories after the fact. Um, it really makes a lot of his music a lot sadder. Yeah. And this isn't even like the saddest song, but I felt like this was a good example of him talking about his mental health. He had, I think bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and really like talking about being like a broken person 
and how could somebody love him for that? Yeah. And he had some problems with his relationship too, I th- think around the time that he committed suicide. Hmm. But knowing all that really changed the way I heard the song. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had heard the song many times before mm-hmm. and then after he died I went back and listened to it and I'm like, damn, the song's pretty heavy like considering what happened, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Midnight Organ Fight is the second studio album um, recorded in 2007 uh, between a studio in Connecticut and in Glasgow. It was released... Glasgow. It was released in 2008. Uh, hailed by critics as one of the finest breakup records of recent vintage. Yeah, I like that. I like the way that sounded. Yeah. Uh, the album's title comes from a line in the song, Fast Blood, and is said to be a, f- I don't know, the, fucking. Yeah, a euphemism for sex. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of his writing for the album, Hutchinson explained that it's usually the music first and I hum and sing syllables to feel out the rhythm and melody. Then I finally write the words. Most songs just arrive the way they do by accident and it's certainly not particularly contrived. It's very important to move the listener and I feel that uh, it's music's main goal to make another human feel something. All right. Well, good job, Scott. <laughs> he uh, he did a lot of stuff with Damien Rice, like mm. busking stuff Makes in sense. Ireland. Scottish, Irish. Yeah. Makes sense. They're, like, they did a lot of street performances, like impromptu stuff. He mm. did a lot of stuff with Frank Turner also, mm. like in that whole scene and some other people. But the stuff with Damien Rice people. is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Damien Rice, like, he, when he does those live, like, busking shows, like, he outshines yeah. anybody else that does that. Right, but Scott Hutchinson like just fits in there real nicely with him, hmm. like how, singing Damien Rice songs, singing Frightened Rabbit songs. How did you come to Frightened Rabbit? They were just kind of around when I was looking for new music many years ago. Um, I think probably listening to Frank Turner, it was like recommended to me, and it, I, I don't know. It was a while ago, but I didn't really listen to them until after he died. Mm. I I listened to them every once in a while, but I never would never like put on a full album until yeah. after he died. Oh, okay. And then I got a lot more into him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot more like sadder songs that he has. Too, yeah. But RJ, you heard heard this song? Heard this guy before? I might have heard the song just being played. Didn't think much about it. Yeah. But I heard it. I. Looked up the lyrics and then I saw his story of that he passed away and I was like, oh my goodness, I love this more. Yeah. <laughs> so now I want to I want to hear the rest of the, their album. It's a lot of concept albums that he does in mm. a way. It's I don't know what we called it last week. It's not really like a concept album. It's a yeah. story album. Yeah. In a way. I like the sound. I like the feel. Yeah. So mm. uh, it is track number one off the album. Coming in at three minutes and 48 seconds, so appropriate. That is track number one on the mix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had not heard this song before. I had not heard of the dude before. Um, when the song first played, um, I was irritated um, okay. because it is, it's Needle in the Hay. It's Elliot Smith. It's literally like almost the exact thing. And I'm like, how it's frustrating to me when I hear a singer songwriter dude. Who's like, I'm going to do literally like the, the guy who like bridged the gap yeah. between like acoustic emotional music. 
right? Like the guy who like defined it. Yeah. And then like literally top three most famous songs from him, Needle in the Hay. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to do the same thing. <laughs> and I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's a good formula. <laughs> and then the next couple of times I listened to it, I was like, okay, I get it. Um, the thing that, uh, the so I don't like the song. Okay. Uh, and one of the reasons why I don't like the song is the, the Elliot Smith thing for sure. Mm. But it reminds me of a car commercial. Um, like, Ooh. <laughs> what kind of car? Yeah, like like a Nissan. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. like a company that's trying to be hip and cool, right? That's playing <laughs> a song that is like, like hip and cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and it's like it's it's a uh, it's kind of like the uh, the bands that were coming out a few years ago that would have like five singers that go hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of those bands. I don't like those bands. Yeah. I don't listen to those bands. Um, and it reminds me of those bands. And I'm a type of person that I, as much as possible, I separate the artist from the art. Okay. And so the story behind it, I leave completely separate and just look at the idea that's there. Do you do that with books too? I do that with everything. Because really? you have to. Because then I would be out on so many different things that I love because of the artist fucking up. You know, like I'm a big, I Roman Polanski at one point could have been okay. the different. next Steven Spielberg, <laughs> yeah. right? Like he was on track to be a fucking huge deal and made two really, really good movies, mm -hmm. but it's Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you, I have to separate the art from the artist or else all of a sudden, so many of uh, my favorite art, it's just out the window at this point. So yeah. I do it with everything as being like, that's the history of that person. I'm not going to let it affect how I view the song. I get that. Yeah. That's interesting. I was talking to somebody about this with uh, books, and she was saying that you have to separate the author from the book. Yeah, you like, got to. You can't, though. A lot like, of people can, but... are frustrated with J.K. Rowling, right? Especially right now. Yeah. And it's see, like... That's, it, we're in a different time, though. Like, yeah. The... Like, the example that I think of is I read The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, that's a that's an interesting story about society, yeah. Dostoevsky. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff in that book. Like, you have the that four different personalities for sure. that he was struggling with as a person. Yeah. Like, he, this was his, like, magnum opus book. Right. And he struggled with all this stuff his whole life. Yeah. Talks about him, you know, being an atheist and then him finding religion and in real life he was like uh he was arrested and sent to a siberian work camp for an right. extended period of time yeah where he like found religion and all of this stuff happened in his personal life and i'm sure there was some shitty stuff too but it's like stuff like that i feel like you like if the information's available mm -hmm. it can inform the art yeah in a it way. can inform it for better and worse yes right so that's yeah. why i try to keep it separate right yeah so it's like uh when uh during the time when like muhammad ali was a draft dodger right like people disowned him because of his personal stuff and discredited yeah. his fighting before and it's like yeah. what do you mean why are you discrediting his fighting before like that has nothing to do with how good of a boxer is yeah right? you know what i'm saying and so it's the same thing with like Bukowski. It's like Bukowski did all of this stuff, right? And like knowing the the life of Bukowski makes the work in a lot of people's eyes more interesting. Yeah. But even not knowing Bukowski stuff, the work is still interesting. 
You know, yeah. it's like when Chuck Klosterman talks about the Matrix. Like the Matrix, yeah. for a lot of people now who didn't care as much before, look at it as a more interesting piece of work. Yeah. Right. Whereas, like, it's still amazing. Like, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't take away or add anything. It's just like it's another thing, but it's separate. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though, because the Bukowski thing. Like, I I read Bukowski and then I did not like it. Yeah. Uh, at all. And then I read more about him and I understood it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that helped inform the art for me, knowing yeah. more about him. Mm. But I think it is different, like in this day and age, especially with social media and stuff. Like, if I, you separate Louis C.K. from yeah, his I, comedy, like Bill Cosby, you yeah, know? Exactly. That's why there's comedians that are like, I don't care what Bill Cosby has done. For a time period, he was the greatest comedian yeah. on earth, and yeah. I loved the Cosby Show. Yeah, like that's like they have to yeah. separate it because that was that. I mean, that's what some people have to do. Yeah, you know. And if I hold everything, <laughs> Sorry, Donald Trump. <laughs> have you seen kids say the darnest things? Yeah, that's hilarious. That's all I have yeah. to say. I keep that's eating true. pudding. Oh, I didn't I stop. Pudding. Hold on, I love pudding. All right, I can clock in now. You know what? I haven't seen Jello for a long time. What have they been up to? Yeah. I've read one book. <laughs> Sounded it out most of the time. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it can make something better or make something worse depending on like the history behind the person. Yeah. I just try to like separate it and look at the thing. Yeah. Um, that just helps me to keep like some type of sanity consistently in an yeah. insane world where we've got. Every time I hear you say something, I'm just like, I can't wait for Mike to see my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just those Charles Manson songs. Manson <laughs> <laughs> family. Literally, yeah, I hate concept albums. I'm like, all right, just cool. Bill Cosby stand up. Yeah. <laughs> wait, that's on that's on Spotify, isn't it? Yeah. They got Eddie Murphy's party all the time on yeah. there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Eddie Murphy was woke. He was sleeping with trans people before they were trans people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I... So, I said that I don't like the song. And part of me not liking the song has to do with it sounding like Needle in the Hay. But the other side of it is like... I just don't feel anything towards the song. Okay. Like, it's just a song. Like, it's just, like I said, it's something that belongs in the car commercial because it's so generic enough for me yeah. that it's like, it could work. Like, uh, 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 to throw out, like, moms. Like, a mom could be jamming to this in her car yeah. and getting stoked. You know? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see that. And uh i think that is what kept me from listening to them before mm. he died yeah and then after he died it had a whole new meaning to me right so i think it's interesting both of us have different ways of approaching it and like for you that wouldn't have any effect on it right you know yeah. it's like the music's still the music and for me it's like more about the lyrics now yeah i'm in the car with the mom being like fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> hiding in the back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't see me <laughs> Jerking off back here. Don't mind me. So you loved it. You thought it was a great song, RJ. Yes. Um, I like the feel of it. I, I, I like the the message of it. And just wait for my rating. Um, now, how do you feel towards it being number one in these five songs? I remember I was talking to Devin about this earlier, and he said, "Just 
think about like the, the, organiz- the organization <laughs> of it, just kind of how it was organized. Shut, don't fucking cry. <laughs> and I, I got I got misty eyed. Um, maybe Ooh. somebody turned on the faucet a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you're cutting humid. those jalapenos. Just kind yeah, yeah. <laughs> of baby jalapenos. Um, <laughs> Crying because they're so cute. <laughs> I like to, as a opening track, kind of, all right, this is what we're getting into. I'm going to grab the box of tissues, either, you know, just in case. Um, you got to jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that's why cry. we have options. <laughs> <laughs> like, either I'm going to be like, this is sad, or I'm like, I'm into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, These are the only two emotions you have most yeah. in music. <laughs> uh, I've done worse. Um, okay. and there's another one we can sprinkle on the top. I want you to name a mix that. I've done worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed this as kind of just like, you know, the message of starting this off as being used. And like, a, a, I don't know. I liked it as an intro track. Mike, how do you feel about it lyrically, reading the lyrics, or did you read them? I couldn't get past the melody. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. We'll move along. All right. Track number two here, Cats in Heat, from the honorary title, off Mm -hmm. the album Anything Else But the Truth. Um, I was happy to see the honorary title on here. Oh, yeah. I've not listened to them in some time. Really? Yeah. Never heard the song before. Never? Never. <laughs> Except for all the times we've <laughs> covered it yeah. and sang it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if at one point you either wanted to or your hair did swoop to the side, you were into the honorary title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like the underground band yeah. for underground bands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the honorary title was an American alternative indie rock band from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the band released their first self-titled EP, the honorary title, in 2003. Um, and then I think they've only released two full-length albums and a bunch of EPs. Uh, yeah, two. Anything else but the truth and scream and light up the sky. Mm. I feel like there was another one, but it might just been a collection of EPs. Yeah, yeah. I think they have like when I looked up like six EPs. It was crazy. And then Jared Gorbel, the uh, singer, has I believe two solo albums that are definitely worth listening to. Also, nice. really good. Um, Anything Else But The Truth is the first full-length album. Uh, The album was originally released in 2004 and then re-released with different album art in 2006. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this was a great bit that they had in there. Lost stars Dominic Monaghan and Daniel Day Kim are known to be fans. Monaghan introducing Kim to the band while filming. (gasps) <gasps> from dri- <laughs> Dominic Moynihan from Drive Shaft? Yeah. <laughs> you all everybody talk? Oh, yeah. man. I can't tell you how many times my wife and I would just be like, you all Hi, everybody. <laughs> I had, I could not remember the name of the song. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was, I was watching Lost and then they said it and I was like, you know who's going to remember this is Dustin. Oh, yeah. I called him on the phone. I was like, real quick, what's the name of... Uh, Charlie's band oh, and the yeah. song. He's like, oh, it's Drive Shaft. Uh, you all, everybody. Like, Thank you. Immediately knew it. Ten years later. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We always sing that song to each other. Uh, let's see. That does make me like the song more, though. <laughs> uh, Cats and Heat is track number 12 off the album. Yeah. Coming in at four minutes and 31 seconds. Um, so, so far you have two songs here um, that are by bands that are no longer together. 
Oh, yeah. They broke up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's still doing the solo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you come I to the honor? I the rest of the mix now. <laughs> um, I was given a mix by somebody that we were playing music with a while ago, long time ago, and it had a bunch of like stuff I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, it had Imogen Heap, had Ooh. Casano, Ooh. had Copeland, Ooh. and honorary title. That sounds like a great mix. It was a great mix. <laughs> I was so excited because I hadn't heard any of them at the time. Yeah. Like, I was into metal. I yeah. I was like, yeah, it's all this news, folks. <laughs> Corn. No, it's different metal. But new metal, old metal. Yeah. Fucking all metal, dude. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and I, like, loved every band on that mix. Um, oh, yeah, he gave it to me because they had some Cadence recordings. Oh, nice. And Five Minute Ride recordings on there. Oh, cool. And these were just B-sides. Like, this was just, like, the extra stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I have them on this CD. Just download <laughs> the CD. Yeah. Yeah, and then I found a few more songs by them and then just started listening to every single thing they have. Nice. Yeah. One of my favorite bands, Honorary Title. Yeah, I remember them being a big deal. Yeah, and they were just like uh, one of the bands that stood out in the plethora. Of bands, yeah, you know, because uh, they don't have like I for the time, especially like if you're really into like this alternative emo music, they don't have like necessarily a sound that stands out, but there's something about them that stands out. It sounded like it was influenced by '50s music. A little bit, yeah. You know, like uh, points underneath, but not like Foxtrot. You know, like not like, like yeah, overly like it was just enough. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And every song, no matter how happy, has a little bit of sadness in it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably got to do with his voice, right? Yeah, kind of like how I feel towards the Fleet Foxes. Like yeah. they have like just a little bit of like older music, but it's not overwhelming at all. Yeah, you know, it's really unique. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's the older music that you don't really listen to. Right. It's like, like what is this? It's Simon and Garfunkel that I'm thinking of. Yeah. That that really soft, like. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Some Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Fleet Foxes. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, you hadn't heard of the song? Have you heard of the Arnold? Oh, I've, I've heard this song. Yeah. Millions oh, you have heard this song. Of yeah. times. Oh, they God. used to Kyle cover it all the time. Yeah, Kyle and I used um, to play this on guitar in the garage over so you hate and over it. again. Oh, it's fan- <laughs> no, fantastic song. I love this song. I learned this on piano, guitar, <laughs> bass, mandolin, sitar. He did. So you've, Mouth harp. You've heard different renditions of this song, Harmonica. yet you still like it. No, I still love this okay. song. Lately, banjo. I enjoy the honorary title. <laughs> Like, give me stuff that's, hey, that's probably sad music. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll add it on to my uh, collection. <laughs> probably sad music. <laughs> like <Yeah>. that title. <laughs> because you be hear a better title for this mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have some songs by them that are like, oh, that's uplifting. That's fun. But, you know, the other ones are like, okay, that's probably sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the honor shirt. I like the song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's probably, I don't think it's a song that ever, like, super stood out to me from their catalog okay um so do you do you know why you chose this song uh the dynamics of it mm. uh, that's what caught me um initially and just i'm so familiar with it uh that like i know the i knew the lyrics off the top of my head and i knew the flow of it off the top of my head yeah and it just has a nice nice flow to it it's at the end of the actual album 
Right. And then there's some bonus tracks on mm. on the other end of it. So it's the unofficial end of the album. And it's a very album-ending song. Mm-hmm. But I also thought it worked well at number two. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel towards that, RJ? It's debatable. Uh, he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think just the song itself, it was, it was an intense song, and it kind of was just like, bam. Intense song. Weird. Okay. Because I've heard... Kyle sing it. <laughs> <laughs> so you Do you know got, Kyle? Do you yeah. know Kyle? No. Okay. You have like emotion. Did you ask if I know Kyle? Yeah, you mm-hmm. know Kyle? Uh, both. <laughs> both of you. So you have some type of like nostalgia for the song. Yeah, so I Personal mean, nostalgia. I'm biased towards that. Uh, okay. I, I love that song because of it. I feel like it's a great end of the, you know, it could be towards the end. Yeah. But yet mm-hmm. again, that's on the album. Yes. So I could be just thinking that way too. And because I have... Well, there's a reason why they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why the Frightened Rabbit song is number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the overall... It's kind of weird that it's at number two, but mm-hmm. I, I accept mm-hmm. it. I accept it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I accept yeah. it. I don't accept. Okay, all right, like, <laughs> all right, fine. It's like coming up to me and be like, "Do you want ice cream now before dinner?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." I'm not <laughs> gonna be mad at cream? it. You can ask me at any time of the day if yeah. I want. I'm gonna you, say, yeah. "You okay. just had ice cream. Would you like more ice cream?" I'm like, yeah. "All right, all right so that's not a bad idea." <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, an ice cream that you haven't for me that I hadn't had in a while. That's okay. how I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good breakfast ice cream. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't... uh, I feel like the transition is fine between the songs. I did like that. Yeah. It's a weird... It's not a weird transition, but the way that this song starts and the other song ends, I don't know of another way to do it other than how these two songs met. Uh, No complaints with that. So I will say, when I make the mixes, I do that. I play like the last 30 seconds and the first 30 seconds of each song. Mm -hmm. And then, like, just to organize it and then, uh, you know, listen to it at least once all the way through. Yeah. But, yeah, these these two I thought flowed really well. Yeah. I like that. I agree. I could have moved him around, maybe. But. <laughs> no, it's a good song. Now, I will say, because of your decision for track number three, yeah. and I'll explain, because of track number three, I would rearrange the mix. Okay. Because I don't know if you've heard this song before. I have not. Okay. And seeing how you feel about Frightened Rabbit, I'm really curious to see how you <laughs> feel about this. All right. So track number three, um, Long Live the Queen by Frank Turner. Yas Queen. Off of uh, Love, Ire, and Song. Yes. I'm going to go with that. Uh, Francis Edward Turner is an English punk and folk singer-songwriter. Francis. <laughs> uh, he began his career as the vocalist of a post-hardcore band, Million Dead. I've not heard of them before. Suck. <laughs> then embarked upon a primarily acoustic-based solo career following the band split in 2005. I'd like to hear what his post-hardcore voice sounds like. It's pretty similar, but it Weird. fits in really well. Oh, okay. Did you ever hear um, This Charming Man, which Ooh, was yeah. not the song by the Smiths, <laughs> but uh, Brian Fallon's band before Gaslight Anthem? Yes. So okay, it's I know similar what you're to about. that. Yeah, okay. But me knowing Frank Turner, uh, and then listening to Million Dead, like I liked, I like Million Dead. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. It's um, 
It is post-hardcore, it's, but it's like British post-hardcore, Irish post-hardcore, so it's different, you know? Mm. Does Dropkick Murphy? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just all like hockey songs. That's a band that I'm embarrassed if I like one of their songs. I like one of their songs. <laughs> and I don't know if it's Dropkick Murphy's or Flogging Molly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I like one. <laughs> so growing up, Dropkick Murphys, I had one of their CDs. I forgot which one. And I listened to it. I was like, I like this. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I tried to play it again like five years ago. Yeah. And I was like, next track, next track, next. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this anymore. Some it's- people at work that were like in recovery were playing it. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. This like brings me back to the old days before I did heroin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think Flag and Molly was at a Warp Tour that I was at. Yeah, I saw him at a warp tour. Yeah. Probably the same one. Probably the same one. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. With the used. Yes. Yeah. Uh today Turner has released eight solo albums and a couple of compilations. He's got so much work. Uh in two thousand one Turner joined uh so in two thousand one he joined the Million Dead band as an invitation from former knee jerk drummer Ben Dawson. And then went on to do uh, his solo stuff after that. But I thought this was interesting that he said. He said um, around the t- uh, let's see around that time Turner got a tape uh, with Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska on it. Oh. I have that record on. I have it uh, on vinyl. It's my favorite Bruce Springsteen thing ever. Ooh. Nebraska is. All right. Um, and later he claimed that uh, that was a really big moment for me hearing that record in terms of a turnaround in my music career from hardcore punk band to what i'm doing now huh so i thought that was really cool which if you if you're a bruce springsteen fan if you've never heard nebraska never have it's doesn't sound like bruce springsteen like he decided to to just make like a purely folk record Mm. and it's amazing Okay. And so I thought that was really cool that Frank Turner was like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, like, you don't have to be stuck in one genre for the rest of your life. That's interesting. That's, like, the subject of a lot of his songs, especially the earlier ones, Mm -hmm. is, like, breaking away from his punk scene, but also still, like, saying, like, that was a part of my life. Yeah. It. Yeah, that's interesting. I got to check that album out. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. really, really good. Nebraska is. But it's also, like, I... I would say, other, I mean, obviously the Beatles do everything first, right? But uh, Bob Dylan did it in a big way when he goes from acoustic to electric. Yeah. And people freak the fuck out. And then when you listen to, like, Bob Dylan albums through the 70s and 80s, you're like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just straight up changes his voice on some albums. Like, he has a gospel album that, like, he just doesn't sound like Bob Dylan at all. Tom Waits, too. Yeah, Tom exactly. Waits, early in his career, like, old 55, like... Mm-hmm beautiful voice yeah and then when he's like (laughs) like he changed it and i think it's intentional yeah (laughs) i don't think he got throat cancer or anything um so i thought this was nice uh so during COVID 19 uh turner has performed a weekly show from his home and on his facebook and youtube channels to raise money for independent grassroots music venues that were forced Mm. to temporarily close during the pandemic that was really nice. Uh, so, Love, Hour, and Song is the second studio album from him. Um, and it was released on Epitaph. So, yeah, Epitaph yeah, is right. a, a big uh, record company for a lot of the bands that we listen to. Punk label. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. This song on the album 
is track number Seven, nine. Nine. Coming in at three minutes and 27 seconds. So how did you come to Mr. Frank Turner? Ooh, that's a good question. I think that was just back in like 2004 or five, mm-hmm. long time ago, just like searching the internet. Um, yeah, I think it might have just been like downloading random songs and yeah. like finding out about music that way. And yeah, I found Love Iron Song. There's a ton of standout songs on that album. That's probably my most listened to album of all time. Hmm. Like I've listened really? to that front to back so many times. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Um, this one is uh, the sadder one on the album, but the first few times I listened to the album, I wasn't checking out the lyrics, and then something just like hit me, like listening to it, and then I understood what the song was about. Yeah. And then it always just struck me as a sadder song by him. Hmm. You know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, RJ, cry. what's your relationship with the Frank Turner? Uh, I believe because of Devin. Um, I've heard this album many, many times. Fantastic altogether. Uh, I like this song. Don't know about placement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it's a fantastic song. Um, it's just, I mean, the message of it, it's just kind of like, you know, death happens. Yeah. Yeah. But keep on going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad, but it's like uplifting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, melancholy, melancholy. <laughs> but do you like cantaloupe? No, no, I don't. Honeydew? Cantaloupe I don't really like melons. Melon, yeah, or so melon. No, yeah, melanoma. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't really heard of Frank Turner before. I'm always very hesitant oh. on people on male singer songwriters who use their name. You I like don't him. know why. I, so hold I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm always very hesitant on that. Yeah. Because I'm like, at this point, it y- you have to be really good to be like, I'm Frank Turner. Yeah. Like, if you're a singer-songwriter who plays a guitar, like, yeah. after all the people that we've had who have done this... And it's just gone by their name. I'm like, you've got to, you've got to bring something to the table. Here. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, I R. felt Kelly like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, got big shoes to fill, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, that's one thing that I would give to the frightened rabbit. Is it's at mm, least like he's yeah. a frontman singer songwriter, but it's it's like death for a confessional. There's like a name behind it, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, if it was Chris Caraba. Oh. No. <laughs> that taints yeah, <laughs> all of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I hadn't heard of this guy before. Um I thought the song was fantastic. I thought the song was so good that it throws off the entire mix for oh, me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> because in the first two songs, the first song I was irritated at. The next song I was like, okay, honorary title, I I like them for the song before, it's a good song, like blah blah blah. And then when I get to this song, I'm like, ooh, this ah. is a great song. And it it resets the mix for me. Oh. So it's, so for me, it's almost like the first okay. two songs don't even matter by the time I get to this song. Like, re-listening to it, I'm just excited to get to this song. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. So with this, mm-hmm. what do you like about it? The lyrics, the feel, the melody? Everything, the, yeah. I thought... The placement? Yeah, I have not... I can't compare... I haven't listened to the rest of his stuff, but looking at this song, I don't know what to compare it to. 
So because of that, I really like it. Like it okay. ha- he has a weird mixture of things yeah. that like I don't I can't think of someone else who does it this way. Yeah. And so because of that, but the melody is the thing that like gets me going. Like I'm excited to listen to That's it. It's a lot of his stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a good representation of like what he does on especially this album. Um but he's made tons of different albums and like this, you said he had eight full length albums mm-hmm. and then he did some compilations which normally i wouldn't listen to compilations but he did uh he did one called 10 for 10 that was uh, like some b-sides live recordings and cover songs that were really good like almost better than the original songs that i had heard by him and then he did the first 10 years the second 10 years and the third 10 years which that what they're called yeah all three of those are amazing some mm. of my favorite albums by him are his compilations <laughs> yeah but it, you got to listen to his other stuff first to like understand the rest of that mm. but um yeah it's a good representation of what he sounds like in general yeah um yeah i i think you would like him but these songs songs one and three were interchangeable for me mm-hmm. so yeah. i st- I, I would started off putting this at the first and then Frightened Rabbit in the middle, mm-hmm. which I think might change it a little bit. But the thing is, is I like the transition between three and four. Okay. So I don't know if you had, because I would have put this song as number one. I would have put this as like, yeah. I'm starting the mix, getting excited. Yeah. And I like the transition between three or four, so I would have put number four. And I like the transition four. from one and two. Exactly. So I just would have flip-flopped those. Three and four, one yeah, and two, exactly. and five. Yeah. That, right. that's what i would have done that's what i was going back and forth between <laughs> i feel like for me especially getting into the mix it's only personally for me because the mix starts off with needle and the hay i just want to <laughs> yeah. skip to track three because yeah. i know i like that song and i've heard the honorary title i've heard that song before i'm like oh it's fine yeah. like it's 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 never stood out to me as an honorary title track so i'm just like okay but when i get to track number three that's when I'm like actually like okay the mix is starting. <laughs> the only thing I thought about that is uh, Cats and Heat going into song five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that works. Yeah, yeah. So because song your song five is the only outlier. Yeah, like again, you gotta have an outlier. You gotta have Devin. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, RJ, how do you feel towards the placement of this? You're not sure. Okay, three and four. That works with me. Yeah, I, I like that. The overall, see, I don't know. As a mixtape in a whole, I think you need three and four, and I think you need five to be five. Yeah, five only my, works as the last track. Yeah, yeah. But being the intro track, it's kind of like ah, I don't know if that should be there. Yeah. But yet again, it's not really. You know, it's just kind of overall sadness, different types and then like themes and stuff like that so you can't base it on there but as an uplifting song before number four it works yeah how do you feel about frank turner's albums oh he's fantastic which one's your favorite by this one i've listened to the most the most right Mm -hmm. i feel like rj is like it's fantastic or mariah carey sucks it's one of the other (laughs) (laughs) hold on is it a 12 minute long jazz song (laughs) oh yeah that's that too you said that was good too but just not for the mix (laughs) 
There's been three different emotions. Oh, God. Fantastic. Mariah Carey sucks. That dude in the background sucks. I'm so excited for my next playlist, by the way. I already have it made. Sucks for you guys. I've noticed, especially doing this over and over again, that I keep on saying, uh, just so people pay attention now, that I'm excited for the journey. Yeah. I use the word journey. Like, mm, you know, because it love, is family. You love journey. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> stop. He is my cousin, the lead singer. Oh, from Re. <laughs> but right. I, I like the journey. Yeah. I don't like the journey. And right. It's a little <laughs> rocky, right? Does it make you sad? Well, no. It's like a. a a cold open that I'm not interested in. Yeah. In a movie. That one, and see, then <laughs> I was curious. See, I don't know what songs you've heard. Yeah. Too. Like I know what songs RJ's heard. Because you force him to listen. I force him to listen to them. <laughs> yeah. But Making I don't know what pancakes. songs you've heard in like <laughs> But there's like a whole bunch of stuff that I've listened to that you never listened to back like back yeah. when we were playing music. Yeah. Because we were all listening to just Hardcore punk at that time, but That's even the then, like you, you had always listened to other music that I didn't listen to, and I had always listened to other music that you didn't listen to. Yeah, yeah. Like we've always had, like we have a like our Venn diagram is pretty like small for what yeah. it overlaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assume now every song you haven't heard. Yeah, On, honestly, honorary title. I wasn't sure if you had heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. uh yeah, I think this Frightened Rabbit song is really going to hurt my score. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going into track number four here, we've got Run in the Front by Deer and the Headlights off of Small Steps, Heavy Hooves. This one was for you. Love the album title. thought yeah. the album title was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Deer and the Headlights uh, was an American indie rock band from Phoenix, Arizona. Shout out to Phoenix. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they released two widely known demos Recorded by future bassist Chucky Duff. <laughs> Widely known? <laughs> debatable. Um, let's see. Two songs heard uh, on their purevolume.com page recorded acoustic on a local radio show also later appeared on Small Steps, Heavy Hooves. So that happened. Hmm. Uh, but what I did like is that they were on Equal Vision. And Equal Vision for us was a huge record Yeah. Label. Um, was this one on Equal Vision, or hmm. was it their other one? Um, or maybe I, both of them were actually. I think they were. Yeah, I I think it, uh, their debut album was released on it. I think they both were. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think they both were. That might have been how I found them then. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Because Equal Vision literally at one point had like every. It wasn't. They didn't even stick because I'm pretty sure Bane, like even Bane, Bane was on uh, Equal Converge Vision. Yeah. Was on there for. Um, uh, for, when forever comes crashing, mm-hmm. and maybe you fail me. Mm. No, that was epitaph. Yeah, and then uh, bear versus shark. Right. Yeah. Uh, planes mistaken for stars. They had a ton of different bands. Yeah, like all when, kinds of stuff. When I looked them up uh, on their past artists and current artists, guess who's on there? Hmm. Mr. Kurt Travis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did not know that he ended up getting because I lost any interest in looking at what he was doing musically after dance cabin dance I was like, yeah oh, okay I see, I see where you're going um but like his last two solo albums were released off of that what about a Spotify. lot like birds a lot like birds was not okay yeah 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 i think it's just his solo stuff is released on there interesting which they're on spotify hmm so 
He's got a lot of good stuff too. Yeah, like a lot. Like birds had some good stuff. I like his dance, Gavin dance stuff. Yeah, I do too. Like, I just don't like dance, Gavin dance fans. So. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> <laughs> stuck in the scene. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Small steps, heavy hooves is the debut album from them, released in two thousand seven. Uh, this song comes in. Let's see what track is this song on here. Why are you not working? All right. It's taking time. I think it was song seven. Not going to edit this at all. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Track number ten. Ten, okay. <laughs> It was uh, it was one of those uh, like seventy percent songs. Like I can't remember how long the album is, but mm. it's seventy percent of the way through the album. Yeah, four there's, minutes and twenty two seconds. There's always a standout song on the on basically any album, like intro song, ending song, and like sixty to seventy percent of the way through. Yeah, yeah. And another band that is not together. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> I see, I see. Two, <laughs> two albums and they were done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How did you get introduced to these guys? I think it was an Equal Vision sampler mm-hmm. that I had. Uh, one of those like freebie CDs from Dimple Records. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why I listened to them because the name kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, that just sounds like a bitchy ass emo band. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I ended up listening to him, and I was like, "Oh, this is a lot different than I thought." It it reminds me of the honorary title in a way. Yeah, yes. they have a similar feel where it's mm-hmm. like it's rock music, yeah. but it's uh, sad. <laughs> it's rock it's, music. Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. There's something about it. Yeah, it was a little bit different, and yeah, I like that. So I listened to the only other album that they had, I guess. Yeah. I guess they only came out with two, yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. I I hadn't heard of the band before. I would, by the title of the band, I would be put off as well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a shirt with their name on it, and I wore it once, and I was like, I can't wear this. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, RJ? Uh, I think, of course, probably just, you know, Devin or just in high school. I think that, uh, somebody else listened to him. I was introduced to him that way. Uh, besides that, I don't. I mean, I've heard stuff, but I haven't really like listened to them. Yeah, fully. Uh, so it, it was nice. It just, just, I feel like it fit with you know the Frank Turner song. Yeah, good transition. Yeah, mm-hmm. great transition. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I'm starting at zero, I dip down, <laughs> and then I dip back up to zero, and then in track three, I'm like skyrocketing. Yeah. And then track four, I'm just, I'm just keep on going. I'm just still going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's, it's, I thought, I thought it was a good song. What's funny is it matches, like the Frank Turner song is so unique on its own. Maybe that's why I would really want it at number one, mm-hmm. that the style of the song matches one and two. Like, yeah, it, it, that band would be grouped with these other bands. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely honorary title. Yeah, Frightened Rabbit, I could see that too. I associate Frightened Rabbit with Frank Turner, mm. probably just in my head, because yeah. musically, not too similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a band, Yeah, and I want to see if you feel like they sounded a little bit like this band. Okay. Third Eye Blind. In the solo. Oh, I love the solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so really? simple. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought literally Third Eye Blind. It oh, sounds really? like Third That's Eye Blind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who did I say? I was listening to this at work, and I was like, think Third Eye Blind and... Uh, Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest super group. <laughs> it'll come to me. It'll come Third to Eye me. Blind and <laughs> Blind Melon. <laughs> Third Blind Melon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great song. All right. It's all a track. All right. Not as sad. No. No. Again, I don't think any of these songs are sad. What about song three? <laughs> song three was sad. Not to me. All right. It's getting me pumped. I mean, song one is sad, <laughs> but only if you know about him. Yeah. Song two, it's debatable, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So rounding out on track number five, Go Home uh, by Julian Baker off a sprained ankle. Uh, so Baker, she's from Tennessee. She learned to play guitar from her father's guitar or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, like uh, she went to Tennessee State, studied uh, audio engineering. Thought that was cool. Uh, she doubled in a minor in Spanish. Pretty awesome. See? <laughs> uh, she returned to campus in 2019 to complete her degree. So hopefully she got that by now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Baker has met critical acclaim for her performance and songwriting described as emotively cathartic. Yeah. That's a good um, phrase word for the whole mix. Because <laughs> <laughs> cathartic is neither good or bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as well as a fresh take on folk music. Um, her album Sprained Ankle has been described as featuring paired back fra- fragile songs. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, they are all very fragile. (laughs) The like the guitar in them is so minimal. That might be the best way to if I were to explain Joanna Newsom to someone. Mm. It's like her songs are fragile. They are like she's on the verge of breaking. Well, just like the songs could fall apart. Oh yeah, because they're so delicately put together. What album are you thinking of? Um, I can't. Milk Eyed Mender is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Love that album. Yeah, that uh, I'm upset that it's not on Spotify because I want to listen to it all yeah. the time. <laughs> but that, yeah, that album, her voice, the harp, yeah, everything about it is just ready to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it's just got a lot of chaos in it, but it's so exactly. emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So, Sprained Ankle, her debut album, originally self-released on Bandcamp as an EP. Uh, and then was re-released in 2015 on 6131 Records. Yeah, Never yeah. heard of them before. Yeah, that's how I found out about them. Um, Sprained Ankle has been described by Stereogum as a collection of humbly rendered folk songs. Mm. Uh, Go Home comes in as track number nine. Yeah. Coming at five minutes and four seconds. So the end of the album to end the mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> how did you discover Julian Baker? Uh, six one three one records. Mm. Yeah, there's a bunch of bands that I listened to on there, um, and I think I got a newsletter uh, in an email or something. You sound and so old right now. I got some water. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found you know, this sh- band through a newsletter. <laughs> they sent sh- me a mailer, <laughs> and they had a coupon, two for one albums. I was Julian Baker through the gold painter. <laughs> Said I haven't heard a woman play guitar before. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, they, they they sent me a a newsletter, and uh, 
it was a lot different than the rest of their catalog. Mm. Um, and the fact that it was a solo artist was a lot different than the rest of their catalog. They have some emo bands that are like traditionally like Midwest emo bands. Mm-hmm. And then they have punk, like current hardcore punk, like not like convergy style, like metallic hardcore punk, but like just dirty, like oi punk. Oh yeah. Oy, oy. Those are the only two styles they have. Yeah. And then they picked up Julian Baker. And I was like, a solo weird. artist? This is yeah. weird. Yeah, and then that's where I first noticed her. I don't know how that deal happened, <laughs> but I'm happy yeah. it did. Um, and, yeah, this song, uh, I didn't listen to as much as every other song in the album until, like, a few listens through. And then I noticed it. Like, it, it didn't catch my eye, yeah. I guess, or my ear, until <laughs> uh, a few listens in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RJ so I, I know her I, I listened to this album many many times I like the so song better th- I know her I know her <laughs> I've <laughs> actually seen her live <laughs> oh nice mm. I saw her live too you, you were there with me <laughs> yeah, great fucking show so Fox this Theater, Oakland. was a I think a wonderful way to end her album and a wonderful way to end this Minus they all <laughs> say the negative stuff first, <laughs> yeah. and then end it on a good note. I like the journey. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, know what that means. <laughs> uh, don't stop believing. Don't stop <laughs> Just the uh, I heard the song, and I know Devin came to me, and he was like, "Hey, I heard the lyrics." Like it's a little kid, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, what yep. about it?" You're like, "No, I actually listened to him. It's a great song." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I've, I've seen <laughs> so her live. <laughs> yeah." And just just going through and just what she says in there, I'm like, "Okay." The, the, I heard it, and I was like, "Okay, that's quite that's very emotional." Just the way that she put it together, and I guess uh, just doing a little research with the very ending of the track, mm-hmm. I guess it was just kind of picked up on her like one mic or two mics that she was recording with. And it was just kind of leave it in there. Oh, fuck yeah. So I I was like, I love that. And it's a, you know, your religious base and stuff like that, how they end it. And I was just the faith and just kind of try to uplift you. That's interesting because it does have a different sound than everything else on the album. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I hadn't heard of her before. Oh, love her. And bleach it cleans. Oh yeah. Bleach is good for everything. Yeah. (sighs) So you hadn't heard anything by her before or heard no. of her? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. And it is my favorite song on the mix. Okay. Yes. Right. And I would say it might not match any of the other songs. No, that, 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 <laughs> okay. that is my one complaint. <laughs> All right. So it this might is, not. This is the good jazz <laughs> of this mix. Yeah, it's my favorite song on the mix. I think it's... Uh, a levels, multiple levels above any of the other songs. Yeah, it's definitely sad. Yeah, well, not even the sad. I think just like no, the way sad. the song no, it's is. It's fucking sad. <laughs> okay. I feel like if you, if for some reason the title of the mix would have made sense if you started the mix with the song. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is what you're going to get into. That's true. <laughs> and then you just didn't have the other four songs and you had five songs like this song. <laughs> yeah, that was the tough thing making it. I was like, I needed, I couldn't do five like down-tempo depressing songs. You totally can. I can though. I was <laughs> like, oh, you don't want to do yeah. that? All right, let yeah. me change my playlist but real quick. all I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, something like strayed me away from it. I was like, I need an Have you not heard down. any Bon Iver album? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to go driving down the street, like driving to work, listening to Bon Iver albums. Like I'm going to listen to in have the you? privacy of my own. I have. <laughs> but we've all done it. But I'm not going to admit to it. <laughs> but I have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel with her whole album, like you said, it's very fragile. And if I just said something, it'd all break. All of it. And yeah. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's delicate <laughs> in like the, uh, in the, instrumentation but beautifully done and i love it yeah is that where you're yelling when you saw her you're just yelling i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) this is so fragile (laughs) no i couldn't even say anything don't break (laughs) it was a good show though yeah so uh julian baker phoebe bridgers and lucy dacus those are three like separate female singer songwriters and they have a group together that they formed while oh, touring yeah, yeah. called Boy Genius. Yes, I have heard of them before. Boy Genius is amazing. Yeah. And then Phoebe Bridgers has gone on to make a side project with Connor Obers called Better Oblivion oh, Community yes. Center. Oh, nice. That's awesome as well. Yeah. I wanted to put Phoebe Bridgers on this, and I wanted to put Lucy Dacus on this. See? And I wanted to put Boy Genius language. on this. If you have done... Ooh, could you oh, imagine? Oh, I could have put Bright Eyes on this. Could you imagine? What did I could do? You? No, that would, have been, that would have been such a great uh, mix. Yeah. But I didn't... Uh, can we kick him out? Five out of five. It's too related. It's too like close together. No, no, that's no, perfect. That's, that's a mixtape. Uh, wasn't that the good thing about my last mix? Yeah. <laughs> What did I rate that again? <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> because you have a background vocalist. <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> He's just jealous of Mar- Mariah Carey's range. Yeah, and those titties. Yeah, the titties. <laughs> the honey. Yeah, honey. Oh, yeah, scoop that. Honey. Scoop it. Go scoop it up right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, I would have done flip the tracks. Now, I will say, okay. So the mix as a whole, like if I'm stepping back and I'm looking at all of these songs and I'm like, do they work together? Like even not in the order, but just like the style of songs, right? Mm. And the reason why I said that the Julian Baker song kind of doesn't fit means that it kind of does. And yeah. the reason is, is because these songs, I can all imagine them not on this movie, but on a movie like this, where if you listen to the Garden State soundtrack... It is very much like these group of songs. Okay. Um, where like he has a couple of songs on there that on first glance might not match yeah. some of the other songs, but cinematically like they the Remy really Zero well. in the waiting line is like exactly. that's tonally not the same. Yeah. But it but in the movie mm-hmm. it works so good in that scene. Yeah. Right. And even in the album, like I get excited to get to that song in the album yeah because of how much you the other songs sound similar yeah you know what i'm saying and so this song would be like a welcome addition to a group of these songs because it breaks it up a little bit yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and all the songs remind me of an independent 
love movie that comes out in the early to mid 2000s. Okay. Which a lot of these songs were made in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think that is a lot how I want to make the mixes too. Like why I wouldn't do Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus on one Mm mixtape because they're too similar. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I, I like uh, the soundtrack mix, like uh, an array of songs that kind of, you know, goes through the movie, like fits the theme of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I did it with this one though. What are your thoughts before we go into rating? We watched a movie. <laughs> I, Hold on, I, I didn't always see watch the, a movie. Yeah, I didn't see this movie. <laughs> but would you watch this movie? Yeah, I'd yes, watch. Yeah, it. Oh, I would. I would so watch this yeah. movie. Would you watch this Nissan Xterra commercial? Yeah, okay, see, <laughs> wouldn't Modern Leper be a great intro song for a movie? Yeah, for like sure. yeah, not yeah, the whole yeah. song. That's why I want it there. Yeah, yeah. So you would play it, and you'd play the little intro part, and be like, "Yeah, it's a great intro." Yeah. All right. Yeah. With this, okay. the songs that were on here, as we're using this as an example, a movie. I think it would fit a movie because you have your different parts of the movie, different feelings, and everything yeah. like that. I like that. As a mixtape, as a whole, just kind of, are you going to cry? It, it's sad music. I did see pussy. it as sad. I did see. Yeah, <laughs> I did see it as a sad mixtape, and I appreciate that. If I had to pick an order myself, I would have struggled. I would okay. been like, I don't know which one to do besides Julian Baker at the end. Yeah, but I don't know how I would do this. But yet again, I also feel like overall, I love the songs. Okay, so I loved the songs. So okay, so you love the songs, but because you can't think of how you would put them together, does it make it a good mix? Depends. Well, I no, I think nope. it <laughs> depends on what your viewpoint as a good mix is. Because okay. yet again, I'm going feeling. It was a great feeling. If so you pick this up. You don't care about records. the order of the songs. No, you could put. <laughs> So no background vocalists, no jazz, mm-hmm. <laughs> random <in>. order, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it makes yes. it feel. We're getting we there. found your formula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you were to pick this up at uh, Dimple Records. Mm-hmm. so What's that? Um, it's this place that used to be around many years ago. That's a place that gives discs. you dimples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then records it. Yeah. <laughs> Just pictures. Yeah. Um, it would be more like a sampler than a mixtape i think you know like you'd pick it up and be like oh all like these five bands are on the same record label that's cool all right Hmm. well i mean even with the i wouldn't put this on a mixtape with the phoebe bridgers julian baker and like bright eyes i think that would be a great mixtape yeah I need to change my idea of what a mixtape is. So, I mean, it's just your viewpoints on all different mixtapes, like depending on what you're looking for. Well, it's hard, too, because, like, I would say that Devin's first mix is a good representation of Devin. Yes. Yeah. This, I don't think, is a good representation of Devin. Oh, okay. Okay, How about this? (laughs) If I saw this for sale, I think I would buy this album. Okay. I'd be like, I like this. I like all the songs. I yeah. would, I'd give you money That's for this. knowing them before, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got like emotional attachment yeah. to some of them. That's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about this? Out of all of them, <laughs> I've seen two out of the five yeah. <laughs> them live. So yeah. Yeah, and part of me making mixes like I want to make a mix of that makes stuff me happy that nobody's ever heard. Yeah. Like stuff that both of you ever heard. Which I like one, that you've heard a lot of the shit. Yeah. But that's kind of what I go for sometimes too. 
because those are the mixes that I've liked. Hmm. Like every time I've downloaded a playlist from somebody um, legally, of course, <laughs> they uh, it was a really eclectic mix of music. Like I'd have all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, but I don't know if that was meant to be like a mixtape played front to back or just like a sampler. T to B. What? T to B. T B. T to B. Top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, RJ. What's your rating? All right, so here we go, song okay. by song. You guys in your song by song rating? No, 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 no. We, we won't do that. <laughs> no, you, you can, can do it. it. How am I I'm rating this? I look at a mix as a whole. Am, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I give it a score as a whole too, and I deduct points in the end based on that. But all right, all right, all right. I deduct it from each of the songs. So if I'm That's going by song, I have one rating. If I'm going by the order of the mixtape, I have another the rating. mix as a whole. Wait, what? Okay. I have two different numbers in my head right now. As a whole, let's average this. Okay. I can't do math. Okay. I think Is it song by song? Give, give me the numbers. No, no. I'm going to rain man this shit. Okay. Yeah. You do the math. I will okay. give you the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me go to my, yeah. my mathematical formula. So the first one. Yeah. I enjoyed that as the intro, kind of just like, "Hey, come on in." Okay. So I gave that to I gave that a point seven. Point seven, yeah. Okay. Point seven. Okay. All right. So then plus. Uh-huh. Plus. Uh, so the honorary title, the next yeah. one. I didn't enjoy this as much as number two. Oh. Okay. But I liked the song. But then I was like, "All right, they kind of go with each other." So I actually gave that a point eight. Point eight. Okay. We are. What? Right. <laughs> think about the think about what he just said. <laughs> But I'm just thinking about the math okay. right now. Okay. And, okay. So, so give me track one point five. You have the Go song on. as a whole mixtape, but then the emotion kind of goes in there of that's a brilliant song. <laughs> so that bumps it up a point. But you don't like it as much. Not the placement. <laughs> okay. But I like the song. Okay. So that bumps it up. Point eight's good. Okay. One point five. So then we're gonna go uh-huh. to Frank Turner. Yeah. Because that followed the honorary title. But it also followed afterwards, Deer in the Headlights. Mm-hmm. So I like the three four organization, and I like the song. Okay, so I gave that a point eight. Point eight. All right, two point okay. three. Okay. Uh. So then, Deer in the Headlights. <laughs> yeah. Haven't heard this song. Okay. That I rem- that I know of. Yeah. But I did. L- I, I liked it. I liked it. But I think it would be my least favorite. <sighs> All right. But I still gave you a point seven for it. Okay, we're at three point seven. It's least favorite, but it's Wait. the same as <laughs> the first one. <laughs> All right, but no, if no, you would have thrown Mariah Carey, you're fine. You're fine. Mariah Carey okay. would have ruined this list. <laughs> okay, or if you threw in like a jazz song that was like longer than seven minutes. <laughs> oh, now you know your limit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a jazz <laughs> song for you that'll fit perfectly. <laughs> That has to have at least a BPM of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's got a harsh BPM. <laughs> and there's <laughs> other jazz covers of it. Oh, no. This is a one and done. Okay. It's rough. We'll see. We'll see I'll the feeling then. Mix. So I, I gave a 0.7. Right, um, then Julian Baker, Just I heard that. I saw that. And I was like, all right, this is going to be the one that's a one. Yeah. Whoa. But, but. Fuck. That's the first time you guys Hold have on. been like, this is a one. No, 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 no. Even Devin no. had like 0.98s. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, it had to add up to 4.69. <laughs> but then I tried to 
look at this as a whole, and I was like, I love this at the end. I love this together. Look at that hole. But then I was like, it, honestly, booty hole. <laughs> the way that the songs went together, I'm like, did you cry? I guess that's the concept of the whole mixtape. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of saw it as the end. Well, no. Yeah, if you didn't cry. He put a question mark. Yeah. So it's not saying you have to cry. It's saying, are you gonna? So if I did. Yeah. No, this could have been like reggae music. Be like, you gonna cry, pussy? No. No. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Just asking a question. Yeah. It's a question. But with that, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I don't want to give it a one. I'm going to give it a (laughs) 0.9. 4.4. All right. I'll take it. Wait, is that your song? Song by song. I don't know what that is, but I got 4.4. What's your... 4.4? Yeah. That's song by song. You just give it a 4.4. Okay. But do you have an overall... Which one are you going with? You're going song by song or you're going overall mix? (laughs) Oh, wait. It's not 4.4. Yeah, because I got a 4.0 for my top score. 4.0! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're not having him at it anymore. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> You're not right, man. <laughs> Sorry. I think just the definitely, overall mixtape, I'd probably give it about a 3.8 because of just, so you know, the fluctuation. 3.9? <laughs> so the no, longer no, no, we 3.8, go, 3.8, the more points two point. You know what? 3.7. <laughs> Shit. This is Stop this. Stop this now. 3.6. <laughs> <You're laughs> no. I'm losing points. <laughs> so I, I think overall, I'd give it 3.8 for the. Every song on there versus minus the ones that me just being like, I love those songs, which is biased for that. So 3.5. No, three, I'll give you 3.8 for it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I like that you're debating between point two. <laughs> it's a big point two. I mean, if you're like, I'm point two more. And you gave the be Kamasi Washington mix, I'm just going to call it that, <laughs> a 3.4. Mm-hmm. So this mix is point four. So that's how much the Kamasi Washington song is worth to you. It's okay. point four. <laughs> yeah, because he gave it a three point four yeah. on that one, and this one you get well, a three point eight. Assuming all those other songs were awesome, which they were. <laughs> no, I love the rest of the songs. I am nothing against jazz. I just like it. It's just kind of. That was twelve minutes. So we're gonna. I'm here for twelve minutes. Versus the other ones, I feel like had a different feel for it. Yeah, I think I gave that mix a three point eight. I'm pretty sure. I, uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 I don't remember the other songs on it, honestly. <laughs> Brandon Carlisle was on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Hey, you made that one. <laughs> yeah. I get the good things. <laughs> All, right, All right. Since my math is less confusing, <laughs> I'll add it up still. Uh, for me, the mix is a 3.2. All right. That's 3.8. <laughs> I did the math. And then everything else on top of that. Yeah. And it's a 3.2 because the order is the order. Okay. <laughs> All right. If the Julian Baker song wasn't as strong as it was, this would be in the twos. Wait, the twos? Yeah, I would be giving this like a 2.5. Oh, oh, without that one. Yes. Okay, I see. Yes. Oh, terrible okay. twos. The terrible right. twos. <laughs> now, if the title was different. I like the title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't. They didn't make you cry. So no. if like the theme of it was different, like did you weight that at all? Was the theme I of the playlist? Doubt you'll be able to put a song that would make me cry. Have you heard "Whiskey Lullaby" <laughs> oh. by Brad Fucking Paisley? Now, 
Uh, there is a Brad Paisley song that I like. Mud on the tires. <laughs> the room is a little mud on the tires. <laughs> oh, we're going. Nobody the... knew how much. She yes, that song. Yeah, yes. Whiskey Lullaby. That's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's a not gonna make one. me cry. <laughs> I have to be emotionally attached to the song. So right. you'd have to pick a song that I already makes me cry. True. That I'm emotionally attached to that you don't know about. So I was gonna put a dashboard song on there. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, <laughs> no which one though, but I thought it would be uh uh fuck, I can't remember the you name. You put the Spider-Man song, Spider-Man 3 song. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn. then there's uh the Nickelback song. Only a hero can save us. Not gold stand. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. yeah, that song had vindicated. <laughs> I don't know if that was Nickelback or it sounded like Creed. Yeah, no, it's Creed covering Nickelback. The only difference is Jesus. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Isn't that true with everything, though? (laughs) I'm always worried when I say to people that, like, oh, I listen to, like, let's say I say, like, oh, I listen to hardcore. Like, they think Nickelback. For some reason, I'm always (laughs) worried that the person's going to be like, oh, yeah, Nickelback. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Why Nickelback? I I don't know. It's just a guy with long hair playing guitar with a raspy voice. That means you associate Nickelback with hardcore. (laughs) Because you heard one song and you kind of liked it. (laughs) Was it Never Again? Did you like Never Again? Uh, There's a song about a back pocket or something. The living room. Photograph? Yes, that song. Oh, yeah. That one will make you cry. That's a tearjerker. <laughs> Look at his photograph. He's got a <laughs> lampshade on his head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right, Devin, what are you giving your own mix? Oh, well, if I had switched three and four with one and two, Mike would have liked it. <sighs> it would have, That's honestly, it would have changed it so much because the would have wouldn't have been number one. And well, so it I mean, puts yeah, a bad taste in my mouth. That's the tough one because I. I I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. So, yeah, if it was at number three, I don't think you would notice it as much. No, I don't think so. But, yeah, switching three and four with one and two, I would give myself a six out of five. (laughs) um, Hold on, let me do the math. Let me do the math. I'd say ten. Okay. So, 16? Just ten, yeah. So, I'd say 16 plus your guys' score, which is probably 30. You did pretty good. Yeah. Rain man. I'm not not one for math, but I think it's about 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, you give this. So, out of the two mixes. Yeah. This one is a little bit more cohesive for me uh, in the sense that that I had intention going into it. Okay. But the last one was just. Hey, look at these songs. That's what I like about it. I like. Okay. I think it's. Hey, look at me, because I see Devin. Okay. In that first. All right. Mix. Yeah. <laughs> so I. Okay. Yeah, I tr- I struggled with like a title, so I was like, oh, I gotta make a title for it, which I, both RJ and I like. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. But I mean, like, the one before that I made, didn't have anything. Like songs didn't have anything it to had do a with title. each other. Yeah, and ha- maybe I'm just going to start titling them number three. <laughs> Eventually, it's just going to be a period. <laughs> Dot. Put a question mark on it just for fun. Is it? But yeah, I I was going through Spotify, and I found another mixtape that they made for me that I really liked, and it was called Pollen. 
Hmm. And it was interesting because it was rap, like some like hip hop artists that I like mixed with some other like indie music. Hmm. Um, I forgot the actual bands, but it was cross pollinated. So it had like a title to kind of inform you of what is going to be on the mix. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helped me a little bit more on my next one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it didn't. I don't know. I'm going to change that. it like eight times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any uh, final thoughts here, RJ? I enjoy the songs. I think I'm biased with that. Um, I'm excited for you guys to build your critical lens. Because I've been talking critically on a podcast about movies yeah. for like 150 episodes. So like when I, the reason, so I separate the art from the artist because yeah. of that, because I have to look at it from like a critical lens. Yeah. Let's put my emotions aside. Let's take those yes. and put them aside. Yeah. Let's compartmentalize. Let's become a, a sociopath just for a little bit. Fuck, <laughs> oh, that for a long time. <laughs> So, like, with cats, can you get a spray bottle? And if you're like, I don't like that, you just spray one of us in the face. Just kind of, <laughs> no, bad song. Bad song. It's bad for the microphones. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. No, I'm, uh, it's interesting for me and RJ because we've heard a lot of the same songs. Yeah. Some you know? cross pollination there. Yeah. Some pollination. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> on my next ones, I've picked a lot of stuff that I know RJ hasn't heard. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm excited I, about that. Almost a thousand percent positive that you yeah. haven't heard. Nice. You so, know, I see your playlist on Spotify. You can see what I'm listening to, but you don't know what the fuck I'm doing when I'm listening to that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All fuck right. you. Yeah. <laughs> For the future, I thought of an idea. Devin added on to it. I don't know what you, if you want to do this or not. But I think what we should do at the end of the episode is this is what my title is for the next one. Oh, oh yeah. Like he teaser? said, Devin said, mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to. I like this. He can see what songs are, but I think the song should wait. There's a little cleavage. I'm just like, I'm just going to tell you the title, then that will make your mind just wander. Or, slip? I mean, or you can even send it and then we open it right then and be like, oh, yeah. And we don't say anything about it. Because I think that's your way. say it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I think the title. I'm just for the title. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're we're ready for your title for Wait, the, real quick. the next episode. Did you hear that the aliens are here? I am so excited. I'm so They've excited. Always been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they said, hold on, hold on. They said, how's that, your athlete's feet? My athlete's feet are actually doing a lot better. I found okay. some tenactin. So <laughs> I'm worried. I was worried on them. <laughs> I did when he was sleeping. I did try it out. Just in the shower. I realize that I do it every day. I just don't even think about it. Yeah, but my uh, my athlete's foot are better. <laughs> yeah, Much I'm excited better. that the government's like, yeah, we do have spacecrafts. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah, they said we Not do have Earth. some. <laughs> hey, you know how everything that we have is made on Earth? Yeah, we we have some stuff that's not. <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with that. Yeah. Like. I feel like that's as every as the crazy asshole be. you've ever met. Yeah, is kind of right. Yeah, remember Storm <laughs> Area Fifty One? It's like, oh, that was an actual threat. Yeah, yeah. To Area we 51. were nervous. <laughs> yeah. like, you guys called our bluff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. excited! Oh yeah, they uh, apparently have to release things. Oh yeah, 
I don't know finally, the government body is doing what's supposed to be doing, which is checking other government bodies. Yeah. So that's what's happening. So they have to release information every 180 days or 180 days or within 180 days of finding incident. some new incident. Yeah. yeah. I don't know which one it is. I haven't cleared that up. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're going to have like alien drops every six months, yeah. that's going to be sick. Could you wait imagine, for the next can alien you imagine drop? a world... Where the government has to do press conferences to be like, all right, so we found this today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how fast until this is politicized, though? And then, like... Oh, it's a right-left thing? And, yeah, and the mm. Democrats are like, we love the aliens. And the right, right wing is like, well, I mean, they're obviously war-hungry creatures that need to be exterminated. Yeah. Like, they have rights, too. I feel like this is the thing that brings the sides together. Yeah, you like, think that this, <laughs> this is the you thing say that's that like now. you but, say that now. Yeah, no, everyone could just could have done that too. <laughs> but look. everyone should look at each other and be like, "Oh, the government's corrupt, yeah. right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone should just be like, "Oh yeah, they're not out for our best interest." Yeah, they've had fucking spacecrafts for how long? Yeah, we don't know. Roswell, it's I, for sure a thing. Oh yeah, like yeah. I saw this thing online that was great. It said like. Republicans say, like, oh, we're just, we're going to abduct you and put you in an unmarked van and imprison you mm-hmm. without warrant. Yeah. And then Democrats say, mark those vans. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, they want to argue about it. You know, government's been corrupt. I feel like a threat to the planet is the thing, and a threat outside of the planet. Yeah. Now, a virus. <laughs> Should be the thing. <laughs> should be the thing. And but we should be outside of the planet. We have a common thing. enemy. It, is it an enemy though? <laughs> because no, I'm stoked. It's like us in the future. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't. Okay. The, I don't what know I was, when this episode's going to be re-released. So maybe they have. Maybe true. we know at that point. Yeah. Maybe these will never be released. <laughs> and we'll just be vaporized. <laughs> It would be eliminated. Maybe, maybe because... the aliens just listen to these at this point. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> so please come just say hi. I know I... different languages. How to say my name in different languages. I'm one of you. Yeah. <laughs> more. I can't think of a perfect like example, but you know when somebody's trying to look for something and they're kind of like the other person kind of directing them is kind of like, oh, maybe you should look behind the rock. The aliens would be like, maybe for technology, you kind of read that extra yeah. sentence and add that with, you know, chemical three. That's what they've been doing in <laughs> Egypt. Now yeah. you can fly. Congratulations. Yeah. That's why they got them big heads under those hats in Egypt. That, no, they're going to yeah. be like, just like they did with, what is it? Element Sorry, not 115. That sounded racist. Is that what it is? Element 115? Yeah. There's going to be like, hey, we have another element. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you might be able to fly. Oh, also there's <laughs> they're like periodic try to, try to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might be able to time travel. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just mix those just two set. together and they you, yeah. you know? You wanna fly? <laughs> you wanna fly. Yeah, I'm so honey. I like the journey. <laughs> That's those aliens. <laughs> oh, I'm going to scoop them. I'm going to show you how to scoop that honey. Oh, if they talked like a, a black man from the 2000s on an R&B album, I'd be so happy. RJ's out. I'm not one of you. You guys have background singers. Can you just go back to fucking Bleep Blurp 7? 
Okay, what we're going to do right here <laughs> So we're going to teach you how to fly. I'm down for that. All right. <laughs> RJ, you can tease us for your next episode. Yeah. All right. So Peace just the title. Okay. Just the title. The, the title of mine is called Relationship Advice from Taylor Swift. Oh. Okay. Oh. Interesting. I am so excited for this because you're not gonna be you could fuck this up oh i I did (laughs) letting letting y'all know i did i was pondering so many times and i mixed it up so many times and i just you know who's that one there's a one dude who did i I can't remember ryan adams yes more did he more than 1989 or did he okay that That cover is fucking no he did the whole the whole album oh he did okay yeah yeah. hold on he covered the whole album hold on (sighs) that was mixed just do song number two and i took it off Okay. He, he fucked it up already. already. No, no, no. That's fine. I expect <laughs> every song on here to be Taylor Swift. But <laughs> at the same time, if zero songs were Taylor Swift, you'd get five out of five. Nope. He's got to have a reason. Yeah. No. If There's got to be a reason to use the name Taylor Swift. Five karaoke versions of Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> no, <laughs> no lyrics. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Five out but of five. As long as it makes sense as to why you chose. Because you could have done relationship advice with Miley Cyrus. Relationship advice from Hannah Montana, even if you want to. Like, why is it Taylor Swift? Relationship advice from Creed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, I think you should come up with a lesson after each one of these as the relationship advice. PowerPoint? Yeah. A PowerPoint. Yeah. An auditory PowerPoint. Yeah. I'll talk about it next week. All right. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, you can find us on social media <laughs> and Spotify. <laughs> you can look in the description of the episode to find that five song mixtape podcast. Um, yeah, until Taylor Swift. Rondo, get the fuck out. Rondo, get the fuck out. Rondo, get the fuck out. Rondo, get the fuck out.